Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? G'day, Christophe. I am good. I'm, I'm the sun is out. I know I say this a lot. <laughs> People are thinking I'm lying. Melbourne, when's the sun ever out? But it is out today, and... I'm feeling buoyed because we've had a we've had some great races on in Europe. We know yeah. I know we keep saying it, but Europe is still really struggling a bit with COVID. But how good is it that they're able to have the races on? And of course, the big one that stops the nation in Belgium, yeah. Ronde van Vlaanderen last weekend. Some, how good some was it? races on. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Not all of the races. No, that's uh, true. First that's of all, true. before we start, you're not aware of this, but how does that feel to be Mister Know It All? Mister Know It All. Yeah, you're Mister Know It All. Are you having a go at me or what? What are you well, listen about? to this. So young. Uh, look, it's, it is on with Kate. It's hard to go past this group on the front right now. Whether it's Alaphilippe, uh, Van Aert or Van der Poel, I don't know. You know what? I'll be different and go for someone other than the three that I've mentioned. <laughs> I'll go for maybe Casper Azrin. There you go. The man on the front right now, teammate of Alaphilippe, he will capitalise. <laughs> hey. Hey, that's why I'm paid the big bucks. Yeah, that's you why, That's it. why I have the title expert analyst. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And then I'm just the cultural attaché, yeah, is that right? Yeah, 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 just get in line, mate. Just get in line. I'm as good as you are with cyclists with cheese. Remember this. Uh, yes. Now, joke aside, uh, coding as green amongst a, a, a group of Mathieu van der Poel, Wood van Aert and Alaphilippe. Uh, when you said it, I thought he's just being either cheeky or he's completely mad. Did you see anything in it at the time? Like, realistically? No, no, no to, be, to be totally honest, obviously, you know, when you're, you're there with... I was on set with Tomo, Kate Bates, obviously Maddie and Kino and Robbie. You just wanted to be different. Well, you, had to, you, you can't all pick the same person and... Deep down, I believe Van der Poel would win. Once they got clear, I believed he would win. I'll mm -hmm. say that much. But I thought as a outsider, because Asgren looked quite good, but I thought he's, he has to win solo if he's going to win. And then, you know, Robbie put his house and some on it. That's, yeah. that, that's an ongoing game. When are we moving in? Well, I, <laughs> when I, are you moving I, in? He, he did say, he said, listen, Angelique, his wife, has said, listen, I own half the house. You're out, boy. <laughs> Macker and the family can move in. <laughs> so I'm giving him cheek on social media. said, mate, I've got a clapped-out townhouse in um, Melbourne, close to the city. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can have that until you find somewhere more permanent. But, um... <laughs> and he will be doing the podcast as well, then, I guess you <laughs> Yeah, because I'm done. I am done. No, uh, that was... Seriously, Ronde van Vlederen, uh, with my uh, best accent, uh, Flanders, how did you rate that that that, uh, that that race this year? Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, we know it's in a context where Paris-Roubaix is not uh, going to happen on the 11th of April. It will be pushed toward October. Did that change anything in the way the riders would approach the weekend at Flanders? No, I don't think so. I think because if you, you look back on previous Flanders races they're still raced as hard it's still a dynamic race so yes of course in the back of their mind there's no Roubaix the following weekend but once you're out on the course you're not you're, you've got to leave it all out there on a day like Flanders you can't hold back five percent because you're worrying about 
you know, in a week's time. And you, all those riders who target both, they pretty much don't race the midweek race, uh, which is Scaldapri. So a lot of them have the week off racing and they literally recover for about three days and then do one sort of last big ride and then they get ready for Roubaix. So no, not at all, but it was a sensational race, wasn't yep. it? And many people saying one of the best we've seen. I think Tomo, Tomo thought it was one of the best he's mm-hmm. seen for, for years. Um, well, it was fairly open yeah. uh, up until the end because, uh, of course, the three big uh, contenders that we thought were going to be there at the end were sort of there until the last 20K uh, to the end. They marked uh, themselves out of it Yeah, well, bit, let's, yeah. Let's, let's read about what's happened there because we saw Philippe cracking. Did he crack? Did yeah, he, he did, cracked. Did, did, what happened there? He cracked physically. As yeah. In, yeah, we're not having a <laughs> dig at him. Um, no, he just... Look, I think... Analyzing it all now, in a nutshell, himself, Val Van Aert, same, same thing as Alaphilippe, he cracked. They were busy marking Mathieu van der Poel because they had to, and no one else really had the capabilities of, of going with that zip that van der Poel has become so famous for, and, you know, it's so exciting. Um, but van der Poel, in the process, kept trying to attack them, and he was attacking them. He attacked them first, by the way, 50 kilometers yes. to go. That is a long way out attacking, right? And then you have someone like Casper Asgreen, teammate of Alaphilippe, sits on the wheels, follows the wheel. I don't think he attacked once. He followed some moves maybe. But Van der Poel attacked, attacked, finally got rid of the two guys that he thought were his big nemesis and the two riders that may stop him from going back to back. So do you think at that point he went, I mean... Probably, and and not because he was being overconfident. He had every right to because the rest of us also thought in a sprint against Asgreen he would win. So, yes, he probably did feel confident, but he lost his race 50 kilometres to go by attacking so much. much. Yes, yes. Had nothing to do with psychological at the finish or, you know, different gear. Asgreen was riding a bigger gear. Actually, let's debate this because you and I have a different point of view. Mm. Uh, So therefore, you're right because you're Mr. Know-It-All. We just proved it. Mr. (laughs) Know-It-All. Isn't there a song? (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure there is. (laughs) Uh, But I would have thought that what happened uh, on the sprint, it was not necessarily uh, Van der Poel cracking. It was also the fact that he he read the sprint differently and thought he could zip out and Asgreen would not catch him. And maybe he did it a bit too far from the line. If he would have done it 50 metres closer, he would have may won this. Uh, You're absolutely right in that point. (laughs) However, he he didn't have that luxury because Asgreen was jumping. So he had to, he had no But you think he was surprised? He was surprised by how fresh, inverted comma, uh, Asgreen was at the finish? Well, I I think once Asgreen got alongside him, yes, that's when he went, ooh, you know, and then... Look, it's full, it's fully physical. With mm-hmm. 50 metres to go, there's no psychological in it. Okay. But, but you, look, Asgreen didn't give him the option of sprinting 150 metres from the finish or 100 metres even. And Asgreen rides that bigger gear. And, and I thought with 100 to go, say, I thought Asgreen's going to get on top of this gear in a minute and, and Vanderpoel's already revved out to the yeah. max. That's the way he rides, though, Vanderpoel. He is that zippy rider. He, he's not going to push... A bigger gear, and look, in the end, it just, 
it blew us all away, didn't it? It was just a yeah. race. The but dynamics the, of it was incredible. The, the surprise as well, like, uh, and and I'm going to bring my Dutch mate into this as well because uh, uh, you know Johan. I think I've oh, yes, 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 met yes. him. Uh, yeah, you've yeah, heard yeah. about him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, imaginary we were, friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, a really good bloke. He's yeah. a really good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was telling me that first of all, and I thought it was a very good comment that Flanders is all together the World Championship and the Olympic Games. If you're from the Netherlands or Belgium, it's, this is yeah, how big true. it is. Yes, uh, yes. this is. How uh, how it stops? I don't know if it stops the whole nation. It it goes close to it, but yeah. I, I've well, I lived if, in if Flanders, Flanders. If Flanders is a nation, uh, it stops it, it Flanders. Stops yeah. I lived there for five years, and every year I, I never got to race Flanders. But I, most of the time, I'd be there. There was nothing going on. It, it was like the Melbourne Cup, um, horse racing. You know, the race that stops a nation. Flanders is dead outside yeah. because everyone's on their TV sets or they're actually at the race. But my, my Dutch mate was saying that uh, the uh, Johan, I, I know you're listening, uh, but, and I'm giving out secrets, but he, he basically <laughs> did an early walk with the whole family uh, and in-laws and stuff. It was Ooh. Easter Sunday to be able to go, okay, I've done my duties. I've done my duties. Yeah. Now I'm watching the race. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. So like, the, the day went on planning. That's yes. how important uh, yes. it is. Now, look, I'll, I'll tell you what, one thing would have been nice to know, and I didn't think to try and get the numbers. It would have been good to see what the ratings were from Sporza, which is the, the sort of Belgian network equivalent yeah. to SBS, and, and even uh, Noz, which is the Dutch network, just to see, because they're in lockdown and fans, unless you lived on the course, you weren't technically allowed to go yeah. roadside. A few sneaked into it. Well, though. it looked like a couple <laughs> of corners. Even Robbie was saying, hang on a minute. I There's think some people went to, yeah, they went to visit the auntie. They <laughs> yes. haven't seen for a couple of years, to just be yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But look, all in all, I think credit to, I guess, Belgian authorities, credit to Scott Sunderland. Yep. The sort of overall race director of Flanders Classics. And, and obviously there's a, the man that sits above Scott, I think, who's the CEO of the whole sort of Flanders Classics. Credit to them. They got the race done. Well, they're capable of doing something the French aren't. Yes. If uh, if I can ever dig at the French authority. They just don't get it, the French, do they? They just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Uh, we'll talk about Roubaix being cancelled in a minute. Yeah. Uh, because there's another big one in the Flanders men's race. And, and yet again, we'll talk about the women's race in a second yeah. as well. Bidon Gate. Uh, that is a big one because oh, that's, be, that's been at you least... You had to bring it up. Well, I have oh, mate, I've been enjoying my day so far, <laughs> and now you've got to do that. No, you've got to get all negative on me. No, because <laughs> there's going to be no debate. I think we both agree on this. Oh, my God. Of the stupidity of not necessarily the rule, but how it was applied, and the fact that the rule is totally unflexible. Yeah. So are the commissaires of the UCI. Yeah, so Mickey Schaaf throws his bid on. He's dropped. He's out the back. Uh, he had a mechanical, I think, or a flat tyre. So he's, I don't think he was possibly even going to get back on. I think he had everything. He had a mechanical and a flat He had, yeah. he had the worst he ever. He <laughs> the bin to a group of six sort of fans roadside. Spectator grabs it. Yeah. He noticed it straight he, away. Straight away, he realised himself and he gets DQ'd. So, I don't, you know, do the, do the UCI do this so we can pay out on them? Because I don't like paying out on our on our governing body, our world governing body. I don't I don't do it as fun. Yeah. And if you if you're a regular listener to this pod, you'll know what I'm talking about. But next minute it'll be what what is it? We've got sock height. Yeah. We've got sock height, we've got bid on gate. Um Next yep. minute, it'll be, you know... Um, uh, you can't stop and kiss your wife on the side of the road. Yeah, or kiss yeah, your kids Greg on the side of the road. Stopped. Yeah. Yep, next minute they'll ban that. So they're, they're doing all this petty 
little rule stuff when how about you focus on the big picture? Yeah. So how about you focus on rider health and well-being, rider safety, which they are doing some stuff now with rider safety, but they weren't before before last year's crash in mm-hmm. Poland mm-hmm. Uh, with Fabio Jakobsen, which we, won't have, we don't have to go through all that again, but not much was being done then. So they're being forced, and then they decide that you can't throw biddens and you get DQ'd. Like, yeah. I can understand a fine. Yeah, agree. You know, a 200 Swiss franc fine or something like that, but DQ'd? That's of Flanders. Of like Flanders. It's, like, it's Flanders. <laughs> Again. And, and it's not like you're... Do you think they wanted to make a statement out of him? Going, or they didn't think about it. They just went, rule book, you're out of the rule book, boom, you're out. Am I allowed to say some of them are just idiots? Yeah, you can. Well, I, it's your I, opinion. I, just think, so. <laughs> I seriously think some of these people at the UCI have probably never raced an elite professional bike race in their life. And I'm not saying well, you I, have to to make good decisions, but I just don't think they have experienced... Um, I'm going to go even further than this. Yeah. Uh, they might not have experienced professional side. Are they even been a fan on the side of the road? Because, I mean, you've been on the side of the road of a race. If yeah. you are finding a bidden after oh, a road race, little kids you, or no, no, but like imagine if the next day you're yeah. finding a bidden on the side of the race, you're a magician. Yeah. They are all collected. Yes, no matter what, people are, are looking. They are, totally they are looking for those. That's right. And and I mean the UCI like could doesn't argue exist. with the government authorities and say, listen, the one thing, food wrappers, all that sort of stuff, you yeah. still can't be DQ'd for throwing a food wrapper. Mm-hmm. Definitely a fine. And I love it that they've got you know they're strict on that now because that didn't exist when I was racing. Yeah, You'd, and it was terrible. We'd all throw our food wrappers out anywhere. I saw you in a normal life. You know? <laughs> so so I you saw know. you at lunchtime. <laughs> Come on. But, um, you know, next minute it'll be like, you know, if your sunglasses are a different colour to your helmet, bang, DQ'd. Yeah, exactly. Um, if your bar tape's are not the right colour, bang, DQ'd. If you smile, DQ'd. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is... Anyway, you know what we think. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. crazy. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Can we just... But just digressing from that and the man who stopped the side of the road, Greg Van Avermaet. Yes. But that, that, right that was kind day. of... Yeah. That was, apart from Asgreen, yeah. right of the day, third, he was the 10th best rider there, or the 15th best rider. Hung tough, hung tough, hung tough. And he kept, he kept on getting dropped and then back and dropped. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, you noticed him as well because he's got the gold helmet. Yes. So it, it, and like, he is Greg JVA. Yeah, he, he's, he's GVA, but you see him, you, you mm. really see him uh, on your screen if you're looking at So the, he was the smartest rider of the day, I would do you say. Think, do you think he was? Yeah, I thought he was because he... he used his energy at, in the perfect moments. He knew he wasn't at his best or at the best of the field. So he just rode conservatively all day. He's still got a pretty quick punch on him. Imagine if they brought Van der Poel yep. and Asgrim back, GVA could have won Flanders. He's still never won it. Mm-hmm. He's won Roubaix. He's won other uh, monuments. But this is he, he desperately would love Flanders. So what's good as well into this is he's just moved to AG2R. Citroën, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a new French, but <laughs> new team for him, a new environment. It's a great result. Yeah, it's a great result for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. I don't think they've ever done a podium. I don't, would they have done a podium at Flanders before AG2R? Probably not. No. And no, and you bring up a good point there because I guess we'll, we'll slide into the women's mm-hmm. race as well. A similar thing with the women's winner. Yeah, Van Vluten. Annemiek van Vluten. She New won team. it 10 years prior. Yep. But Movistar, and under its various uh, incarnations, remember it was a Benesto, it was uh, Reynolds back in the day. It's been around 30-something years, longer. Never won Tour of Flanders. 
now they have. But do you think when they sign Anamik Van Vluten, they know their potential uh, name on the leaderboard will go, the number of times they win a race, it will go up and up and up and up? Well, she, she's a natural winner. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, they, they expected and, hope, and hopes were high for her to win a lot of races and win big. But you could see the real joy, and Anzu, the, the the founder of that team, and his son is the women's manager now, and he, he you might have met him, Christoph, at the tour. He's actually the press officer, or yep. he was. He plays a mm-hmm. number of roles and speaks quite good English because it's hard to get, normally with the men, it's hard to get an interview with any of the guys. Let's emphasise this. It's not uh, a kudos he speaks good English. He might actually be the only one speaking English in that team. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, because English star, is rubbish. Yeah, to, get, to get interview in English at Movistar, uh, I got Valverde in English. <laughs> As a surprise, because I, I tried. And you he got re- Valverde in English. I did. Oh, I, it's, it actually made it on TV. Garbage. Uh, our, our, boss, our boss can actually... Have you got uh, here now? Uh, I could find it. Right. Well, <laughs> I know. got Valverde uh, in English. I got Valverde in English. Right. Uh, but, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, come on, come on. Get let's back, go back on to, script. Uh, let's go back to Anamik Van Vruten. She was... Incredible. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Brilliant, brilliant, right? Almost um, took herself out on the Paderberg, the final climb so, when yeah, she let's, attacked. Let, let's talk about this, because she almost stopped hang to the barrier and then it was <laughs> insane actually yeah. i've ridden up the paderberg in the, the the grand fondo race it is that right at that point is the steepest part like it's something like 20 percent, not for long and it's only a 400 meter climb but it, the cobbles are pretty rough and then she gathered herself and then she just held him at bay yeah. and they tried to chase and look the woman who attacked prior to that, and she was sensational, and we're so proud of her, aren't we, is Grace Brown. Absolutely. Third in the end for her in a group sprint, which I think was great for Grace's confidence in, in a sprint finish. And Actually, let's listen to uh, Grace Brown. Yeah, we had a good race, um, especially our plan today was um, for me to attack after the Quamont, and I had a really good lead-in from my team, from Sarah Roy and Amanda Spratt into the base. And then I followed Anna Vanderbregen the whole way up, second wheel. And, uh, yeah, when we got onto the main road after the Quamont, I did an attack and got a gap. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the girls closed it down um, pretty soon. So then I was just racing racing that bunch. Um, and Anamik got off the front on the Paderberg, which, yeah, like it was a small gap and it felt like we should be able to bring it back. But, unfortunately just wasn't coordinated enough in the chase I think um, to do that but overall happy? Yeah uh, like you can't be disappointed with the podium at, at Flanders of course I came here wanting to win it but um, I'm really happy with third and yeah I can have have bigger goals for next year I think. So it was uh, Grace Brown a uh, pretty good year she's having like, give, give us give us some of the results she's been having yeah I think the worst one was 22nd or 25th yeah, so, so this is this came from the team after after Flanders Omloop het Newsblood she was 8th Danilif knock at a curse she was 2nd Bruges de Panna which is world tour she won that remember Ghent Welgem 22nd yeah that's terrible yeah. <laughs> Dwarsdorf Landren I'm, I'm joking obviously 6th and then Flanders 3rd she's she is Male or female, she's one of the best riders, most consistent riders so far this year. In one, if you talk about one-day races, yeah. she's possibly the most the, – she's, she's won a world tour and she's placed top 10 in every other one except Gent Wevelgem. And podium. Yeah. This so, is – so do you think do you think Grace uh, she's now finding really a, a, a place in that team now that Anamik van Vruten 
has gone. Yeah. Uh, sort of the um, the leadership has been split. We well, know Amanda's practice. Cast our minds back to last year. Remember Van Vluten and Spratty crashed in the Giro? Yes. And then they – and because I was thinking I was getting mixed up then, no, I'm, I'm right, because the season was all throw, thrown all over the place. And, of course, Liège, the classics were all later in the season. Mm-hmm. So they crashed, and that gave – people like Grace, Sarah Roy, and a few other women on the squad to step up and have an opportunity to shine. Grace did. She was second in... She won Brabant's Appeal, and then she was second in Liège, almost mowed down uh, Lizzie Dine and yes. the finish there, yep. remember? So that obviously gave her massive sort of morale and confidence boost for herself. But and what the, it also gave the team confidence yeah, in the her. Dynamic, the dynamic in the team. But this, yeah. is what, this, is, this was my point. There's nothing against uh, Grace or Anamik or Sprati or anything. At, le- uh, at the very uh, contrary, uh, it's the fact that they realised that even though they lost Anamik van Vluten, mm. they can have a different dynamic that works. Yeah. And at the minute, it's working. And they and they rode so well like a team. Like uh, Sarah Roy was brilliant. Spratty was awesome. Spratty waited, waited, waited. You should and, never not awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and... and we only saw Spratty at the front a bit towards the end, but that's that was so crucial, getting getting uh, Grace into position. And then Grace attacked over the top of the Quarmont, so she followed the wheels up the Quarmont, um, attacked over the top. I would have liked to have seen her sit and wait, but hindsight is a wonderful thing. She actually attacked and got a gap, and who knows, you know, in another another race she may have ridden away and won. So she had to try. Um, and then uh, obviously Van Vluten attacked on the Paderberg and, and Grace, she was a, got caught out of position slightly, but she's learning each race and her confidence is gaining. And, um, and you know what? The world championship oh, are in Flanders this yeah. year. So oh, she's, 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 she's a serious contender. She's podium, a serious contender. Like doing a podium here in yeah. the actual Flanders comes the world championship contender. Oh yeah, it's no, it is. It's we can't we can't sing her praises enough, and we have already been this year, haven't we? But this is um, no, she yeah, she is something special, and 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 the, the really nice thing too is in the TV interview, she was confidently talking about wanting to win, you know, Roubaix, yeah. wanting to win this race, and a year ago she wouldn't have said that. She would have said, oh, look, I'm just happy to – this is a great. I'm happy to finish podium. Now she knows mm-hmm, she that can. she's very capable of winning and she's confident to say it in public and so she should be. It's uh, really good. Talking of which, and uh, I mean, question for the men and the women on this, uh, how disappointed do you think the riders are that Roubaix has once again been postponed? Actually, actually he was cancelled last year. devastated because it's postponed. And the yeah. date, the date has been reset. But, it's October, isn't it? Yeah, but think of it actually where it will sits in the the actual calendar, uh, and and it's a week after the Worlds, I think. Um, so is that is that hard, or is it because the Worlds are in Flanders anyway? Then therefore, oh, it definitely it, changes. It, it makes it a bit uh, a bit a bit easier to swallow, or not? Um, look, it changes the, the 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 preparation for certain riders, but you know. They've had to do this for two years now. And to be really honest, of course they're disappointed. That's goes without saying we all are, aren't we, that, that we can't see Roubaix in three days' time. However, they've learnt to roll with the punches. But remember, well, this, this is exactly what uh, Simon Garrens told us in a podcast a few, a few uh, editions ago where mm. he said, you know, the riders train and get ready until the race is cancelled. Yeah. And for them, it's not cancelled. It's moved to the next to the next slot. So it's just, okay, let's move on to the next one. And exactly. then the next one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... No, nah, uh, you know they just they just 
refocus now on, on what else is coming up next. And, you know, unlike last year where everything was stopped for, what, three months, mm-hmm. now there's more races coming up. So um, so two things, uh, just to uh, make it even harder to swallow, uh, rain is predicted on the 11th of April in Roubaix. Uh, so we would have had the first uh, Roubaix with rain for That's what, insane, 15 years or something, but it's not going to happen. That is insane. That, ra- that, that race does not want and to October be... And <laughs> I bet you October will be a rare... Warm, exactly. day. <laughs> It'd be dusty. <laughs> it's actually uh, quite. I mean, there's every ch- look, jokes aside, and the reality is there is every chance it'll be wet in October. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've got Amstel Gold Race on uh, Sunday, the 18th of April, on SBS. We've got Flesh Wallen on Wednesday, the 21st of April, on SBS, and we've got, of course, the Edge Baston Edge on the 25th of April on SBS. Uh, also, uh, the Arden Classics are far and centre at the minute on on our broadcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And, um, no, they're going to be good and, you know, with a bit of snow. Ooh, <laughs> Remember those uh, Eno and Merckx? Oh, I was just about to say, it <laughs> takes you back, those famous images. I, they keep popping up on my Instagram feed. Yeah. Bernard Eno in the Renault, Renault colours. In the snow. In the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brutal. So let, let's talk about uh, a, a new one, actually, that it's it's very early in the season to be talking about transfers, but there's rumours happening. Are you reading all the clickbait? Mate? I know, Come I know, I know. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? But there's no smoke without fire. Uh, and there is, or there are rumours of someone like Sakan could move to a team like Dukeny Quickstep. What do you think of this? Well... I'm actually worried for my mate Alaphilippe if it, that happens. Ah, well, he, who knows, Alaphilippe. I mean, different. Oh, I mean, Alaphilippe is so versatile. I was about to say they're completely different kind of riders. They're not in a way because Alaphilippe is so versatile that he does slot into some roles that Sagan plays. I'd imagine, if there is any truth to it, um, I would think Alaphilippe potentially could move on. Yeah, De Kernick, I like that. You know, they get the best out of a rider while they're there and then they go bang they bring in the next one actually for Dukinik I've got two questions one they've just signed that's a fact it's not a rumour yeah. uh, Evanapol they sign him again for another five years until yes. 2026 I saw that that's, that's a, a massive signing that's a massive commitment I'd to love it. to know what his contract is worth yeah. to, like to sign for that long mm-hmm. he'd be he's so young but not just even the money it's a massive signing it's a massive mm. commitment mm. so they, they must see him being you know completely fit after after the crash, and do they want to? Are they now thinking they want to win exactly. the Tour de France? Exactly, or, or a Grand Tour, or Giro, mean, or something. Is, is this? Forgive my, I'm going a bit. But is this where is this where we can actually say right now when we see something like this that Alain Philippe's time at Dukinic will come to an end at some point? No, I'm not talking. No, s- it totally will at some. I'm not talking yeah. by age, but I'm talking just at some point in the roster, yeah. he will become squeezed in or out. Yes, uh, amongst other riders. Well, he's look. He, he, he'd be on big bucks. He's got to be. He's he's on, he's probably the highest paid or one of at that squad. So at some point they have to make room because every team in their own bubble has a salary cap. Yeah, their salary cap is their budget. You know, there's no salary cap by the way. Cycling, but you know, you've got a salary cap. When suddenly, if they do go, okay, let's bring Sagan in, and we know how to get him back to winning and winning a lot. But, gee, we can't afford him because we've got to pay Sagan. I and mean, there's rumours that Sagan's on 5 million euros a year. Yeah. Um, you would imagine Evanapol has signed for somewhere between 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm probably actually underselling. He's potentially signed for 3 million euros a year. Alaphilippe's got to be on 3 million a year. Yeah, something around that. So, 
you know, even to Koenig with a big budget, <laughs> the, the money it, it doesn't just grow on trees. Um, and actually, I saw another uh, question which I thought was very valid on uh, Twitter, but uh, Lefebvre, uh, can we say now that he's missed out big time on Wood van Aert and Mathieu van der Poel? Because he had them under the radar. They're, they're in this corner of the world, Belgium, Netherlands. Like, how, yeah, how you did can't they, have them all, like, can you? No, but how did they actually escape? How did they both escape the, the net? Well, Jumbo's got... They got a pretty big budget, and 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 Van Aert has basically been there from the beginning, hasn't he? Yeah. And so Van der Poel is in. Uh, well, in he's all... still in his same team. Yeah. That 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 was his cyclocross team. Exactly. So he's obviously really happy there. Van der Poel will. I'm just digging at the Yeah, no, no, but it's all interesting chatter, isn't it? And you know the fact that Canyon jumped in big time, and you think you think about the sponsors, right, and how they come in, and especially the brands. So Canyon have gone. This is perfect. Yeah. We've got mountain bike, cyclocross, and road covered. By one guy. <laughs> By one guy, and he's the best. Yeah. He's the best in all three disciplines. So our and he's brand. Young. He's young. He's young. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's such a, um, you know, they've brained it, yeah. Canyon. That is incredible. Like, I'd, they're potentially paying his wage. So mm-hmm. at that team, you know, they're a small budget team com- in comparatively to the, the the de Koenigs and Yamba Vismas and whatever of the world. But Vanderpol's probably getting two million euros a year. Mm-hmm. So Canyon are probably giving two million euro to the team, which goes straight to Vanderpol. Yeah. That's the deal. <laughs> you know, and that's how that team can afford someone like Vanderpol. Yeah. It's so, interesting. Yeah, interesting. It is. It's it is. It's very I mean and it's smart. It's like Sagan. There was talk a few years ago and it probably still is the case that specialized goes wherever Sagan goes. Mm-hmm. De Koenig are unspecialised, by the way. Okay. See? So, <laughs> and I'm the one feeling the rumours. Yeah. Come on, so De Koenig, uh, specialised are paying three to four million euros a year to a team as sponsorship, and that goes straight to Peter Sagan or their marquee rider. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit of a smart way, isn't it? That both the team and the bike manufacturer can have a win-win out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Any other news uh, in the world of cycling? Buhani, he's yeah. in the news again. He was in the news in a negative sense for, for um, Jake Stewart, was it, in for Groupama, mm-hmm. um, putting him into the barriers. He didn't crash, but he fractured his hand, and they had a bit of banter. And Buhani said, look, and listen, mate, if you're not... If you're Tough uh, enough. If you're, yeah, if you're getting a bit nervous, or if you saw your life flash before you, maybe you shouldn't be a pro cyclist. He says all the wrong things. He's right. a bit arrogant. <laughs> yeah, he's just he, look. But yet he got completely trashed for uh, for his origins on uh, yeah, on social media. Yeah, a bit of racial slurring, which was a bit. Uh, I haven't read it, and I choose. Yeah, I'd like to. And read we actually that said no. We don't really want to talk about it. Is to not give any air too much to the to to what's happening here. But it's important to call it out. But it's isn't important it? to call it out. And yeah. this is what he's actually doing. This is what we want to flag out here. Yeah. Is that Buani is actually is actually calling this out. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he promised to attack in front of the the judges and yeah. in, front of, in front of courts in France anyone that would make racial judgment. Yeah. No. On good him. on him. Good on him. And uh, just going back to that that um, that switch that that. Um, where he almost knocked Jake Stewart off. I watched it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. If the Fabio Jakobsen crash did not happen last year, and I know this is all hindsight and what have you, and you could almost argue, I like when you look at these sprints, you've got to call them rider X and rider Y and rider Z if mm-hmm. there's three riders involved or whatever, however many. But because it's Buhani, we instantly are going to judge him, right? But if you look closely at that, I don't think it was really that intentional, and I don't think Buhani was fully aware that Stuart was coming up fast 
Go and watch it for yourself on social media. And again, treat Buhani as if he is writer X. Treat Stuart as a you know a number or a letter, and then look at it if you can in a really unbiased manner. You know, it was and make it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, we're getting we're getting so trigger happy now on making sort of assumptions and opinions. And oh, you know, Barry has died. Has he not learnt? Did he not learn anything from watching Fabio Jakobsen? You know, and that was super serious. And Jakobsen, we know now, nearly lost his life from that. And that's it's it's terrible and tragic. Um, Dylan Grunewagen, will he ever race again? Yeah, we absolutely. don't know. Yeah. You know, that whole thing is just so we're in in, in a right way, we are um, sensitive to it, but I don't think what Buhani did was I've seen way worse, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I've seen way worse. We've seen so, headbutting and everything. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, um, mm-hmm. actually, what about the two guys that got DQ'd yeah. in Flanders? <laughs> well, yeah, that was a bit. They, they, they had to be DQ'd. Well, that had to be DQ'd because they actually moved at the front of the peloton to go. That was insane. That was, that was sort of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny in a way. It's like two kids. But that we're okay with the DQ like this. Yeah, yeah, we're okay with that. We're uh, okay anything with else? Froome? Froome is back a bit in the news. but uh, Yeah, well, uh, he, well he, he, he said something about, well, back on the bins. About and he's and he he showed a little clip I think of himself throwing a bit out to a spectator. Yeah. And he said a week a week ago that would have been it would have been a DQ'd. He goes ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Froome's right. Yeah. It's but you know. it's it's how is he now? Froome, do can we read something on his form at a minute? Or? Uh, it, there was some article. I, the headline was like, well, if people want to have their opinion of me and say that I'm washed up and finished, so be it. So he's trying to. Do you think he's got one more in him? Look, Grand Tour. my gut feeling says no. My mm-hmm. gut feeling, but I, we want I would it. love to see him but win we the want five. one. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see him win the fifth. And, and, you know, be up there then with the greats, with Onka Teal, Merckx, you know. But I just don't think he's going to get there. I, You know, but he is Chris Froome. Exactly. He is Chris Froome. So let's... Would we, would we settle? Uh, and I mean, we, we owe, he owes us nothing. But yeah. Would we, you and I, settle with uh, him winning one more Vuelta, one more Giro, thinking like he's ending his career? It'd be on. pretty cool to see him win the Giro again, wouldn't it? Yeah. He, I mean, he did win it in incredible fashion a few years ago. So I don't think he could better that win because that was exceptional. No, I'd like he he will go. He his goal is the Tour, mm-hmm. and you know he's in a team that that is his ultimate goal. And look, Froomey. He 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 learnt a lot at Sky slash Ineos in the sports science. He has brought no doubt across to Israel that IP and probably some people as well across to Israel. So he is not doing the same preparation that he was doing six years ago, for example, when he was winning the tour and at the top of his game. He's six years older. So maybe, just maybe, he is bringing his form up slowly. So when normally we would be used to, say, seeing Froome being super good in January, in February. He won the Herald Sun Tour yep. in January, you know, a few years ago and went on to win the Tour. We're seeing a different Chris Froome, and he's doing that deliberately because he knows he can't hold that form as well. Oh. So there's a part of me that just says, yeah, I don't Wait. think he will, but let's just not write him off, and you'd be a fool to write Chris Froome off. 
Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so basically, I've, I've just I'm sitting on the fence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sitting on main fence, but yes. yes. Yeah, so I think that uh, I think that's it, Maka. I think we've we've done. T- it's, it's been a good pub. It has. It's been a good pub. Great to see the Aussies up there, and looking forward to some more results. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for joining us. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au/slash/cyclingcentral. Or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts, and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.